0: Coming up on the Middle Class BO podcast.
1: Well, I'm, I'm I'm a big follower of a, a doctrine I learned many years ago, and it goes mood follows behavior. You're not always in the mood to do a certain task, whether it's audition or record the job or do the billing or the expenses. But your mood follows you, you never get in the mood to go run your 5K. You go run your 5K and then you start to love it. The mood follows the behavior.
2: If you need any learning we're just an email away, corporate Tell us what to say. Explain our video, imaging radio, slinging local cars, reading IVR. No, we ain't no stars. This is the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class
0: VO Podcast.
3: Welcome to the Middle Class VO Podcast. Kevin Kilpatrick hanging out here in Nashville. Bobby Maxwell, where are you, Bobby?
0: I'm in Cicada City, Cincinnati, Ohio.
3: <laughs> nice, noise.
0: Not good for a VO booth. <laughs>
3: oh, okay, Cicada City. I love that town. It's uh, right next to uh, Locustville, right? <laughs> <laughs> We've got three special guests with us on the Middle Class VO Podcast today, where we're going to be talking about voiceover pains in the ass. Gigantic. Pay in the ass. And uh, let's start with the ladies first. Bridget Reel is uh, joining us from Europe. I today. am. Bridget, welcome.
2: Why, thank you. All the way from Qashqash, Portugal. Is that the really Very the name nice. of your town? It is, because it's called Q- Qashqash.
3: it's
4: Nice. Like, yeah, like don't an, ask
3: us to repeat something that. Something wrong with yours. <laughs> <laughs> and Jen Henry is with us. Jen, where are you today?
4: Hello. I am in greater Boston. I'm in Hyannis. Okay.
3: Great. And we have somebody else on the East Coast. Steve Zero.
1: Steve. Thank you for having me. I am, yes, Absolutely. on the East Coast in a little town you might have heard of
3: near something called New York. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. That, if that town keeps at it, it's going to make something of itself one of these days. One of That's these days. You never day. know. You just never know. Seriously.
4: Prospects are big. <laughs>
3: yes, prospects are big.
4: If it can make it there, it can make it <laughs> right. anywhere.
3: Uh, well, let's... Let's start out with um, kind of a a brief little introduction. Uh, Bridget, I'll start with you, but Bridget, uh, everybody knows Bobby and I, but Bridget, tell us about your background, how you got into voiceover, and how long you've been doing it.
2: Ooh, about eight years. Uh, I'm in my, or I should say I'm in my eighth year. My bread and butter in life is uh, medical narration, e-learning, explainer work. And uh, how did I get into it? I wanted to be a voice actor as a kid, thought I had to be in Great places like New York or L.A. You may have heard of it, Steve, just saying. Um, <laughs> Is that the same then, New
1: York as the one I live near? It <laughs> oh my. just might be. <laughs>
2: and then um, grew up, went to school, and kind of decided I didn't want to be a grown-up anymore. And so I went back to the playground and found VO, the old, fun-fashioned way.
3: Nice. Nice. Excellent. And Jen, I know Jen comes from radio like Bobby and I do, because Jen actually worked for Beasley Broadcasting. Uh, I'm trying to think, yes. did, did we work for Beasley at the same time I was with Beasley Broadcasting from about 95 to 05? Yeah, that
4: sounds exactly right. We were like twinsies.
3: Yeah, and you were on the west side of Florida, right? Mm-hmm. Weren't you down in Florida? Yes.
4: <laughs> Yes but I had to do the math south s w is southwest s w f l
3: I was on the East Coast. you are on the west coast of Florida and uh at the same time so tell us about your uh impetus what what how did you get into voiceover
4: oh Lord um the radio thing didn't work out but the i had sort of i was a production director also mm-hmm. uh for Beasley because you know they don't tell you that one salary covers everything <laughs> yeah. and and I heard a rumor that you could get paid to do what we were doing in production, and that sounded like a really good idea. So when, uh, so when radio shut the bed um, rather unceremoniously, and it wasn't, it wasn't a bloodletting like uh, the the various big companies right. do, it was a uh, really, believe it or not, even even nastier. I thought, hmm. I'm not going to let people have control of that anymore, being my financial well-being and so forth. And so I decided to not listen to anybody that had a voice of reason and got into voiceover about, I guess, about eight years ago now.
3: A- almost eight Sounds years ago. Sounds so familiar. Excellent. Did, were you like me and people were like, yeah. Are you are you crazy, Jen? What are you doing? You've got a full-time job. It's in radio. It's so cool. And
4: actually, at the time that that dissipated it was that was not even the case. My my oldest son had just been born and there was a lot I was down in the keys and there was a lot of nastiness that uh, that came out of that. And I wasn't gonna subject my son and so my spouse, you and I moved back up to Southwest Florida and subsequently up to New England. And Oh, and, and then we had another baby. Mm-hmm. We know what causes it now. Oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> moving,
1: apparently. There's a cure for apparently. it, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah I am never... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh.
4: I know. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> moving, moving, sorry. yeah. I know you, button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've... We've met. We've, we've met. <laughs> so, um and... I have a background actually in medical billing as well. So I thought, oh, well, I'll just go ahead and get my CPT, you know, my coding certification, which I actually did. And I had zero interest in it whatsoever. And the the people that bark that you can get these remote jobs from home and that turned out to be BS. And so I'm like, well, there's one other thing that I can do, I think. So why not? <laughs> and I, And I did. And
1: so here we are.
3: Excellent. Steve, what about yourself? How did you? Now, you've you done on camera stuff, am I correct? Uh, a little
1: bit, yeah. I actually uh, started out as a stage actor in college, uh, having been a kid who you know, adored TV and cartoons and impressions and al- always thought about being in voiceover too. But I sort of got derailed from my, uh, my acting uh, uh, aspirations uh, shortly after college. I was 22 and I took a corporate job and ended up on a nine year hiatus. And at the time, my my 22-year-old misguided self figured that my muggle family needed to see me stable and secure and progressive yeah. and moving forward, having benefits, yada, yada, yada. And it ended up just being a total um, derailment of where I was supposed to go and who I was supposed to be. Yeah. And it took nine years to sort of uh, figure that out and start to unravel it, going back to being a stage actor. And then, you know, like many of us, I ended up with the same problem that every other actor has. How do I keep the lights on, keep food in the refrigerator, get the kids new shoes and Mm -hmm. still be able to go to an audition? And having a 40 hour week corporate job was, you know, you guys know it, it doesn't work. It's not, it's not available, but I didn't want to have to, you know, reinvent the wheel and go back and retrain myself to do something outside of the box that I had been living in. I didn't think I'd be able to succeed or want to start investing so much time or effort into learning how to sell products on Etsy or make jewelry or coffee mugs or whatever happy (laughs) horse people do for their businesses at home. Assembling products at home. Right. Right. I didn't want to have to reinvent a whole new wheel just to solve this problem and answer this question. And then voiceover popped up into my mind. I'm like, you know, this is always something I've been interested in and wanted to do. It's in my wheelhouse. I'm trained as an actor already. It's... It, it it's tailor-made. You know, and I knew, look, I knew it wasn't going to be overnight money. I didn't have any illusions about that. But what I also knew was that I could be successful at it, build a business, be my own boss, leave the corporate job, and if it took 10 or 15 years to do that, then that was going to be fine too, you know? I mean, wasn't going to be in a hurry unless somebody came along with a nice checkbook and was starting to rush me. So I'm <laughs> I'm wrapping up my my ninth year in voiceover now and the goal was and always has been to eventually get back to stage and screen auditions as hopefully maybe a west coast based union actor um whether or not that ever happens i don't know if if enough non-union voiceover money lands in in my booth here and enough gigs come in i don't have any problem course correcting again but (laughs) the the course correction that got me off of and out of the corporate world was difficult. That was an ugly Band-Aid to rip off, but it's off now. The hair grew back. The skin changed back to the normal (laughs) color. And it's nice to be. And hearing everybody else go through similar parts of their journey... God, I love it.
3: I'm with my people. I can't oh, yeah. even tell you. I'm so happy. Yeah. Oh my God! Absolutely. Oh yeah. And that, that's a big reason we do this podcast, man. Is is because we share our stories. Bobby and I do, and, and we, you know, we get so much feedback on how it helps, and and people are learning, and and you know, I've been uh, given so much information along the way and helped along the way, and that's why Bobby and I do this is to give back. And today we're going to talk about voiceover pains in the ass, and we have such an amazing job that we do, but there are uh, drawbacks and things that just bug us a little bit, right, Bobby?
0: You think?
3: (laughs) Uh, No we're not just sitting here
0: smiling all the time. Heck no. This is a great topic. I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and let's let's start off with uh, just kind of a you know I did a poll on the uh, voiceover uh, pros web you know page on Facebook just kind of a quick little down and dirty poll to ask people you know just to make sure it wasn't just me you know I just the marketing is my number one it's the 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 pain in the ass that I just uh, drives me nuts gigantic pain, pain in the ass. Bridget, yeah, if you want let's let's start with you. You know, you chimed in with the 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 home and work balance and all of that. Why don't you elaborate on that a little bit? So,
2: you know, um, I kind of gave you the short version of how I got into this, but you know, I came from an education background. well, my degrees in linguistics, but I was a Montessori teacher for for ten years. and oh. um, yeah, and um and so when I left, I basically got burnt out. On being, you know, being an employee to somebody else, and and honestly, I love the parents, but the parents will burn you out of teaching faster than anything. <laughs> and um, it's and so when I came into this, you know, I. I did what a lot of people do. They start off on on these pay to plays and things like that, and and you know they start you know with a, a basic sort of system and and studio and this and that, and you're you're kind of piecemealing it all together, right? Well, I spent two years taking shortcuts, and, and I say shortcuts in the sense of. I was not part of the community. I was not getting coaching. I was not seeking out somebody to professionally produce my demo and blah, 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 blah. Well, fast forward, you know, I get involved with the community and then suddenly I have these, I have direction. And then it I won't say it fast tracked me, but it certainly gave me a roadmap for getting the business truly up and running. And thriving. And that has taken, you know, an extra after the the two years of kind of doing it in a weird sort of way, it took another about two years before I started like seeing some real money from it and going, oh, this is actually going to go somewhere. Well, you know, once that happens, you get all of your, as I said, you know, in, in the post, you 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 your investment of time and money and everything else. Really, sort of solidifies, and the work starts taking off. Well, then you're kind of dealing with a it, it, it's it's a it's a luxury problem. Let's call it what it is. It's you know first the, world problem, right? First world problem, I, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, like it's it really is kind of this luxury, you know, you know sorrow to have, which is. I've got a business that's doing really well and I'm booking all the time. And I don't know how to keep it all going. <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, once you start booking, you still have to do the networking and the marketing and the invoicing and the blah, 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 and the, you know, and the upkeep of your coaching and your demos and all these things and continuously, you know, making sure that your studio and your equipment are, are running and, and fine-tuned and all this other stuff. But then you've also got clients who are like, hey, got this project. Hey, got this project. Hey, got this project. And suddenly your 24 hours in a day turns into like, you need 48, 72 mm-hmm. hours in a day. Yep. So it's so challenging to do that. And that's just the business side. I'm not even talking about the fact that like, I'm a wife. I'm a mother of two. I've got one who lives in the US who's a grown a grown-ass adult and and doing his own thing, but I'm still his mom. And then I've got one who's just graduated from high school and she's getting ready to go off to uni and and it's like I've got you know all these other things that I'm, I'm dealing with. Plus, I have three dogs and a cat, and you know we're getting ready. Plus, to you're move. on the other side of the world, and you, you is that is that an issue? Where yeah, you it, have to deal with the time difference? I do. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I won't say that's as much of an issue just because being five hours ahead of East Coast time kind of puts me at a little bit of an advantage in many cases um because by the time they're waking up you know clients are waking up like they've got their files in their their inbox already because I've had five hours to have my coffee and get in the booth and record it <laughs> That's but big. it which is big <laughs> right but it but I'm it, it still is kind of one of these like I'm trying to balance it all you know be a wife be a mom be a business owner all this other stuff plus I have you know, one thing that is coming up for me, Bobby, is that we're moving next year. We move every three to four years because Mm -hmm. of my husband's job. So we're going, we're moving from Lisbon to uh, Copenhagen next, not this upcoming fall, but the following fall. So, you know, in 2022, I've got this other move that's coming up, you know, with my kid just going off to uni and all this other stuff. So just finding that balance sometimes is like, You know, like, how do I do it? Plus, I have, you know, my—I my. was just talking with um, my assistant. I do have an assistant. And uh, I've got, you know, um, I've got some health issues that I'm dealing with, like, mainly in my back. I have herniated discs in my back. I have yet to take care of these because I just haven't because— where is the time to do such things? But between okay. that and exercise and all that, you like just finding that balance sometimes gets to be
3: a giant pain in the ass. There it is, ding 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 ding. Giant
0: pain, pain in, the in the ass. The Vopitas. Can we just call them the
2: Vopitas
3: now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we just we just got to make sure yeah, exactly it's not confused like with it. lunch. The,
2: yeah, <laughs> and we have to make you sure. <laughs> The, or, or we have to make sure that it's a P I T A that we don't mess that one letter up at all. So it's a, that will change it
4: what all. What about you,
3: Jen Henry? What, what's what's your biggest pet pain, or uh, pain in the ass, or your PETA or whatever?
4: It's it's. I'm listening to Bridget and I'm just nodding my head. I'm like, yeah, there's that and that and that. And interestingly, <laughs> it's very cool that she mentioned those those two years of sort of floundering and then two years to get her feet underneath her. I I did my journey was very similar as well. And I, uh, Stephen Lowell, if it weren't for Stephen Lowell, who was the community director uh, with Voice 123 at the time, when I stepped, I was so, I don't even know what the right word is. I know the word that people overuse, but I was delivered into the hands of absolutely imperative people. Uh, Stephen Lowell talked me off the ledge so many times and and i i I was integrated sort of um macro by way of the voice one two three community when it was when it was what it was and then through through steven my my universe my VO universe just started to expand and expand and I became more and more integrated into the community. And just as Bridget said, suddenly I had the direction. It was very beneficial, I think to have those that year and a half, two years of absolutely unadulterated, savage learning curve too, because when I came into the fold or was when I was brought into the fold, I'm I don't know how I have ended up under the wings. I have ended up <laughs> to be brought up in the industry the way that I have.
3: Well, that says something about your character, probably. Uh,
4: apparently, I I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, people just trying to oh God, just I, no, no, no. Getting no, no. She's gonna walk right into that truck.
2: Um, you know, bring her over
4: here. Oh dear, yeah. We I've, t-
2: I've been in Burbank yeah. with this woman. I do. I can. I can vouch for it's this. The, it's at whole, I just need a T-shirt that. <laughs> as we've met
4: um, and <laughs> it, I had a tangent something happened when we were not happened happened we, we were in LA this was a different trip bridge um, and <laughs> there was a, this It's funny thing They're just things that just sort of happened and, and it ended up the, the law enforcement officer drove me to the restaurant because he apparently <laughs> it seemed clear that I was not going to make it there on my own walking <laughs> and So I retold this story, and somebody (laughs) across the table looked at me and just said, My God, you really are just like that, aren't you? This this is like, what would you think I was making it up? And and so it's just, but that really is the pivotal point and part of my VO pains in the ass. Most of them, all of them are really, I'm sort of an architect of my own demise in that sense, in that I, I, Try to do all of the things and just seem to sort of be missing pieces that would stick everything together a lot better. So I spend so much time in one spot in my my little command center where I run the house from this one command center. I record downstairs in my booth, and then everything else just sort of takes place topside. And heaven forbid I. Wasn't at my desk when somebody was looking for me, they'd panic. So, and they, I mean, they would find me because they always find me. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it's, it's you, you just do, Momo. just look before we started recording. It was, you know, hi, Momo. Um, yeah, uh, um, Andrew's really aggressive and he's very angry and, um, and, um, he's throwing chairs. <laughs> Oh um (laughs) So you passed on those scenes, huh? (laughs) I was gonna say it it
1: sounds better than um dad. Uh uh Hi. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) That was it. That's what I interrupted chapter twenty-seven for. (laughs) I get those two. I made you a sandwich.
4: Oh. Thank (laughs) you, buddy. And and there's there's that overwhelming sense of gratitude and then immediately followed by deep concern, because, you know, when they were when I had that incident, it was like the oldest was seven. And it was like, oh, <laughs> funny, you don't usually do that. So it was you know wondering what <laughs> what happened um, that predicated the sandwich. And then, of course, you have to eat it in front of them. I digress. Ooh, squirrel, squirrel much? (laughs) We've we've met. Well, you know what? There's the whole like. There's my whole portion of the episode right there. (laughs) turn her off. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) 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 Yeah, right. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Distractions happen, though, right, Steve? Like you were talking about in the the voiceover page, the the Facebook thing that you've got lawn crews, multiple crews that come by all the time oh lawn lawn mowers, lawnmowers, water
1: crews, gas lines, global pandemics you name it it's just like it's it's madness uh i mean i have i live in a a pretty close rural uh um neighborhood here in the suburbs in upstate new york it, It's not too far from manhattan, but it it's far enough away to be quiet and for people to think I'm an onion farmer, even though I'm not <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not, you go a half hour north of here, it's the onion capital of the state. Um, <laughs> but it's it's still pretty, it's still fairly uh, suburban around here. But my God, between, I've got 25 houses within maybe 200 yards of me. And every one of them has a different yard crew at a different time on a different uh, day. I can't lock it down to save my life. Uh, one, one shuts off and loads up and pulls out and the next one pulls in. Son of a, it's it's like the truman show you guys know the movie the truman show how when he leaves his house (laughs) everyone in everyone in the town is on cue to bust this man's balls everywhere he goes (laughs) to get in his way make sure he walks as slow as possible that he gets in front of the camera that he's held that's you know even when the mic when the mic is off i feel like that's my life i leave the house and three old ladies pull out in front of me like Ed Harris is in the booth telling them to.
0: <laughs> what do you dur- do during sessions, d- directed sessions?
1: You know what? I'll be honest. I have yet to have one. Thank God. Uh, I have yet to actually have a live directed session. Well, that's not true. I had one early on. Um, it took one hour. And when I did that, I did live in a different town that was next door to the Onion Capital of New York. Uh. Um, I, lived temp- I started this business when I lived further upstate in a town called Florida, New York. Uh, it's right next to Goshen. And Goshen is filled with volcanic, glacial black soil farmland, and it's great for growing root vegetables. So I, I was serious about living close to Onion World, but I don't live in it. But when I started this business, one of the first, one of my very first bookings was a one-hour live session with a company in Dubai, and I was fortunate enough to be in my whisper room and not have as many of these challenges uh, as I'm having it where I live now. Yeah. Um, but the timing is so bad. and somebody was uh, I think Jen, you were talking about cicadas Bobby, earlier, yeah. right? That was um, that was Bobby. Bobby. I was talking about Bobby. Oh, I'm sorry. chairs. <laughs> okay. Um, well, the yeah. cicadas very is going to be almost just as fun as the chair throwing. And I understand that the cicadas are late in my part of the country because of the the unseasonal temperatures we've had. I thought you were going to say because of COVID. <laughs> no, no, <problem. laughs> well, no. Well, COVID is because of the Truman Show. Um, no, but, but the cicadas are coming in about two weeks. So now I'm cramming to get, to get a, a book done. I lost 14 months of work because of the pandemic. I, I literally, I had to put everything on ice. I, I, was, I have a six-year-old, right? He was five when he got sent home from kindergarten two Marches ago. And my wife was working full-time on site. We were fortunate enough to have the income uh, be sustained, but it meant that I was now the sole daily provider for this child's needs, for remote learning and homeschooling. And all of that was being... You know, they were building the tracks in front of the train yeah. as it was already doing 100 oh, miles gosh. an hour. <laughs> so I was yeah. on board for all that. I, uh, when school ended, uh, my wife uh, got laid off a, a couple months into the pandemic, but then she got a new job very quickly. I thought that her being home for last summer meant I was going to get to go back to work and it unfortunately didn't work out <laughs> that way. So I became daddy daycare mm-hmm. and daddy day camp again for the entire summer. Yep. So he was six, you know, so I would have had to get up at, you know, before the butt crack at dawn to get any work in at all before he rose. And then yeah, I had to be gig. his the entire day. It's
0: Absolutely.
1: a full time. You, you can't I couldn't even break away for an audition. I mean, I I tried for a couple of months. I, I managed to get some auditions in and managed to get some jobs in for um, a corporate client that sends me work periodically. But I realized very quickly that for every second that I had to spend tending to my business, I was nothing short of yeah. fully neglecting my son. Fully, totally, and unabashedly, if that even is the right word, neglecting him. Here, here's the Nintendo. Here's the iPad. Here's daddy's, you know, I, I, here's my wallet. Do whatever you want. I, I had no idea what to do. So I had no choice but to just jump ship. And just hope that the thing stayed afloat until I could find a way to swim back to it if and when the pandemic ever ended. So, you know, I, I, I'm i glad
3: you stopped short of saying here's a buck knife and a pack of cigarettes with a lighter.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, <man.
3: laughs> well, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I got... <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I
1: hate I, I hate the fact that I had to go to the pandemic. But it, that really mm-hmm. was of all these things, I'll, I'll take the lawnmowers. I'll take a hundred lawnmowers. I'll, give me a thousand effing lawnmowers all day long. But make this shit end and make the world get the Earth back up to sixty mile an hour rotation from this standstill, so that I can go back to work. And then Amen. after the fourteen after fourteen lost months, I finally got a hold of an audio book. And then I lost the fifteenth month of May because. I had a surgery that ended up being a lot more severe than I thought. It was put off from the beginning of the pandemic, and then when I got back into it to get it resolved, it took me out of the loop again completely. So I mean, it's just like I'm I'm, a, I'm afraid to go out the door. Sometimes. sometimes it's really been to say that this whole endeavor has been traumatizing is not an exaggeration. Um, but yeah, I, I mean. I'd have to. I don't know what the bigger pain in the ass is. Is it the crews digging up the street to replace the fire hydrants for two weeks in the entire neighborhood? Is it the lawnmowers that keep showing up? Is it the AC that comes on the minute I hit the record button? I. I don't. They all win. You know. They all bust. They all bust my hump. Any
2: given moment. And they're
1: all. Yeah, at any given moment, 100% right. It could all just blow up in your face. Like You could have a plan to record 57 pages that day, and then as soon as you wake <laughs> up in the morning, pfft, over.
3: Give it a bye, bye, bye.
4: Agility is really important. Agility, agility, I think, is paramount in what we do, not just in individual sessions and being able to take directions and turn on a dime. I, I, I really feel like that is something that if somebody can't be flexible and some people can't um then this really isn't for them because without the agility without the flexibility without the full understanding that anything can come at you at any moment as steve has just illustrated um then it can be really problematic for some people especially getting in when they start if they have some preconceived notion of how a uh, regular workday runs and so forth and so on. Right. So it's... <laughs> what's what's yeah. that? Yeah,
2: I know. Exactly. <laughs> like and, and, and then being able to Everybody. define that because that's something different for absolutely mm. every voice actor and business owner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because right. first and foremost, I mean, sure, right now, we get yeah. in front of a microphone. We're all in front of one right now. And this is what we do for a living, like, literally right now. Uh, but we're also more than just the pretty voice. We are... Business owners, and you have to figure out how to maneuver all of those pieces at any given time to your max efficiency, as best you can.
0: And I think a lot of the be- the newbies or beginners, whatever you want to call, don't get that at all. They think it's just going to be. Let me record this and get the
2: paycheck. I I hate to say it. It's it's I I agree with you, Bobby. And I and this is I, I will not turn your podcast in any way into a you know like anti newbie rant because. I, I, I love the people who are, are coming into the the fold and, and, and aspiring as, as we all are because we were all there once. But you do see a lot of people that have come into this industry as yeah. a result of the pandemic because they lost mm-hmm. their jobs. They lost yeah. their opportunities, you know, and, and their, their regular paying jobs. So they needed something that could sustain them from home. And we do make it ultimately look doable. If not easy. And it's not. And no. so a lot of people really go, like, you start, I've seen it in a lot of the groups where, you know, someone will ask a question. It's usually one of five questions. And then you get a whole bunch of people who start giving them information about, like, get your training, get your demos, and, and invest, and blah, 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 blah. And then you get people going, you don't have to do that. That's just a lie. They're just trying to keep you from getting jobs. You know? And then you get this whole other side. And I'm like, <laughs> it's gotten to the point where like I open up my Facebook feed and I just go, I, 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 I'm just going to crawl back <laughs> under the covers.
1: <laughs> it's gotten to the point where I don't even open my Facebook feed for that reason. It's yeah. for that exact same reason. I, I can't read the same yeah. thread again. I can't. I can't tell another person. And I, I call them freshmen. And what I I just want to say real quick, I I feel very grateful for the fact that I'm coming into year 10 in this. I never had this illusion that some of these people have. I never had this illusion. The expectation was never set incorrectly for me. My first coach, the the minute I got him on the phone, after he asked me what my performance experience was like, he told me, he goes, do you have 10 to 15 years to put into this? Nice. Really? He, he didn't bullshit me for one second. That's good, though. I never, ever fell victim to the freshman curse, as I've come to call it. I've, and any time I've ever asked a duplicate question on a Facebook page in a group was only because the 15,000 threads I researched beforehand didn't answer what I was looking for. Not that it didn't give me the answer I wanted. It just didn't. I didn't find the answer at all. But I, I see the same Bridget spot on there. I mean, I see the same post. What do I do about this? What about that? And everyone gives them solid gold information. Some of them are given this, they're dropping these truth bombs of gold for the 10th, 15th, 100,000th time in the same page and the same thread. No. And nobody is taking notes. Nobody is going to mine the existing information that's already there. The voiceover 101 that's already been written yeah. out. You know what I mean? Just because a post is a year or two years old doesn't mean that it's inaccurate at this point. There may be some evolution since then, but... Or just the, go to the
0: search bar. Bo- just it's go the to search the tool, search bar. Yeah, and, Right. The, the same time tool.
1: it took you to type this question, you could have put it in
3: this place on the page, and you'd have every answer on God's green earth already. Mm-hmm. This this segues into a, another pain in the ass. I, I actually did just what you're talking about the other day because I got this email from a company and I'm like, this just doesn't look right. And I just put in this company's name into the search and I found all these threads. And I'm like, all right, perfect. I'm staying away from these clowns. And it was artificial voices based. So is that another pain in the ass in our industry that's evolving? Is the artificial voices going on? Tell us more.
0: (laughs) We got another hour here. I know, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) Um.
3: Yeah,
1: you're pulling out a big thread there. (laughs) But I mean, there's two kinds of companies doing that work though, because I've I've been hit up by them too. And I had to ask a lot of specific questions when I was feeling out this company for this gig. I ended up not taking it but they weren't actually building AI voices. What they were trying to do was use voice actors to train voice recognition software. I, I still didn't take the job because it still wasn't in, in alignment with uh, it wasn't even in alignment with my gear. It had, they had to have it recorded on an iPhone device or something very specific that I wasn't able to uh, accommodate for them. But I, I went through a whole process on the phone with them saying, Are you using my recordings? To create AI voices, and I had to be very specific with them. I want to know what this job is really about. What is your goal with this finished product? And I told them, if you're looking to build an AI voice and an AI voice database using my voice, I'll have to politely decline. Yeah, you know, I'll. I wish them luck. I didn't. I didn't tell them where to go. Like I know some voice actors would like to you're tell a them. a dick! No, I, no. That's
2: all you've got to do. Don't be a d- <laughs> d- dick. It's right. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, Bridget has seen me post over the years in certain groups. She could tell you that I have been known at times to struggle with that. <laughs> me <doctrine>. too.
2: <laughs> me too. I mean, to to be fair, Steve. I mean, the the times that the the time you're referring to, I think was also a little bit blown out of proportion. I think that kind of leads to you know me too a, a bit of a, a segue i mean you ask about the ai voices i'm not so much worried about the ai voices because at the end of the day they're going to need us anyhow so mm. i think there's an opportunity there for you know a, a little bit of the marriage of of the two carefully and i think we're still a bit of a ways off before it becomes a major threat or pain to our you know um thing but but to to our industry but you know um the the I think to me, the the prickliness it just kind of comes from um, people's lack of patience. And I think that goes with whether or not it's a client or a fellow voice actor in a voice, you know, of, of, of a Facebook group or whatever, you know, like people can be kind of rough, you know, like they can just jump. I mean, as, as a, earlier I said, you know. The 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 freshmen. Yeah. I like that term, by the way, Steve. The freshmen can. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna. I might be stealing that one from you, or you know, commandeering it to put into my own vernacular. You what? Um, I bequeath it to you. Why? Thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you, sir. I. Yeah. But it's it's you know you get the freshmen who may ask ask the same questions, but then you get the other side of it, which is like people who just have. New no patients anymore, and oh, just thank are you. nasty. They're just are are some, some nasty people. Yeah. Toxic, yes. nasty. Mm. Yes, exactly. The you know, not just get off my lawn. Get the fuck <laughs> off my lawn, and here's my shotgun. You know, pointed at you for it. Like, dude, I posted on my um on my Instagram story yesterday, um, this this thing I found on TikTok, which was basically one of those like um like bubbly hamster wheels that that people can get into oh, yeah. and they roll down hills. And then, like, you know, people are, like, you know, and, and people are running away from it and everything and they're getting, like, bowled over. And I was like, what it's like reading some of the comments on Facebook <laughs> to people's <laughs> questions and answers, like...
1: <laughs> That's too funny. Because
2: it's oh, so true. Like, that toxicity is like, ugh! That, to me, is... It puts me in a bad mindset, which then will affect my productivity and my my reads and things like that, because I think somewhere it may have been before we started, um, we were talking about, you know, kind of like that mindset, how it can just like, you know, mess with your head and, and and just like make your reads all off. Sometimes those things will just, you know, get so angry and and, and and nasty that you're just like you just feel like you need to go take a shower to to wipe off all of the, you know, the the nasty funk that people are trying to throw at one another.
0: Just like Steve said, I walk away. I walk away from Facebook.
1: I, I, you know, and but sometimes I fail. I, two days ago, not two days ago, maybe Monday it happened. There were in in the same group, Bridget that uh, that we were talking about earlier. Another member had posted something, and someone else lashed out at them. So I know, aggressive. I know what
0: you're talking about. You know what I'm <laughs> talking about. So yeah,
1: yeah. I defended this person, yeah. and you know, I didn't have to, and I wasn't inappropriate. I didn't think that I was disrespectful. At all. I'm sorry. I'll go ahead and say that out loud. I may have put my two cents in where it wasn't invited, where it wasn't requested. But I told this person, mind your words, sir. Be conscious of who you're speaking to and how you're speaking to them in this group. And, you know, cool your jets, buddy, man. Back it down. Slow your roll. this, This guy was... This guy was in the eighth grade, okay? He wasn't even a freshman yet. But, you know, when somebody has that kind of attitude, hey, I've been in this business six whole uh. months. You know, that I've, got, I've got no use for that person. So I then got chastised by the group admin a little bit. I got lumped in with, yes, did. The, with, with the bully. And I was just like, uh-uh, not having that. Too bad. So sad. Bye bye. You know that. And the only reason I rejoined that group in the first place after the last incident was because somebody shared a blog post of mine that advised all the freshmen to go ahead and enter their question into the search bar instead of asking it live. And they advocated that. So I rejoined the group thinking, hey, they all like me again. (laughs) (laughs) I like you, Steve. (laughs) I like you, too. I like everybody. I'm listen. I'm if, if you knew me I mean you guys saw me in person I know you only saw the, the the talking head on the screen but I am and I have always been a teddy bear type of person yes, my you have. best friends in I high can... school nicknamed me bear my wife still calls me bear and bears are cuddly bears <laughs> are soft my son loves his bear dad he has a teddy bear that wears the same exact red plaid pajamas that i wear but you mess with the bear and you get, get a- a, a growl. bear, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly. You know, and and that's it's what happens. A bear so claw I, but for then, a reason. then people only ever think of me as the angry bear, and they, and they don't know, you know, they don't know the real bear. Sorry, what are you gonna do? A for
0: your thoughts. So, what do you guys think about the the business part of it, as far as invoicing and billing and tracking down your payments and <gasps>
2: taxes? Ooh, I mean, oh, god, oh, god. Oh god. god okay so full transparency i am the worst at invoicing i'm very good at recording my jobs like every time yep. they come in i'm so good i use voice overview thank you Danny states uh for you know tracking my jobs and every time i get one i put it into voice overview and all this other stuff and i know she has the wave apps integration with voice overview but i just haven't taken the leap and there's it's my own paranoia. It's it, 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 it. There's no logic to it. It's just my own stupidity and paranoia. I'll own that. But I will often wait to invoice. And I've been told a million times that I should go ahead and do that. Did I lose you guys? Because suddenly I've I'm, become the I'm host. I'm here.
1: <laughs> i don't know what happened i just got the bobby's
2: thing you are the here. host now
1: i think Bob- bobby's still there yeah I'm I here. See- bobby's okay. still there Kev- we may Kev, have temporarily lost Kev- kevin
2: kevin
0: kevin he does he does have his twins this week it might have been <laughs> he
1: might have got <laughs> <some> <laughs> oh one. my god kevin's home alone
4: <laughs> ah! oh god
1: uh, all right I'll, I'll see myself yes now. here you go
4: thank you <laughs> all right Somebody but, brought him a sandwich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. I was, I was
1: laughing so hard at that earlier. I think if my son handed me a sandwich, I'd be like, oh. That's exactly what you do. What's in this? Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What uh-huh. did you use to make this? Yeah. Oh, is this a crayon?
2: I'm so happy my children are old enough now that I don't have to fear their cooking. It's it's very <laughs> lovely. You will all get there, and it will be a magical thing, I I hope. All of you.
1: I I watch the chef show on Netflix with my son because I, I'm the primary um, kitchen runner here in the house. I do the shopping, the cooking, and everything. And I want him to be a man of the house like that as well. I don't, you know, I want him to. There's no gender role here. You know, I do yeah. I do laundry too. I fold clothes. I, I I wipe tushies and I I I make a hell of a dinner. But I I want him to learn be, not just because I want him to have that skill and that quality, which will be appreciated by others later in his life. But I don't want to eat that food that he's going There's to bring that. me if I don't teach him how to cook. You know, I don't yeah. want to eat that sandwich. Yeah,
2: I, I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. I think Kevin's
0: back with you. You, you back there, bud? He's I don't still see him.
2: Isn't it oh, really
0: is like the babysitter's gone? You know, Let's just, <laughs> just go for it. it.
4: <laughs> no, start talking about no. Now we start talking about Kevin. Yeah, yeah. We'll just keep. <laughs> going. Yeah, no. Okay.
1: The the show must go on. (laughs) The show
2: must go on. (laughs) Exactly.
1: I was hearing you guys talk about the invoicing before. For me, it's tracking expenses. I am notoriously apathetic when it comes to staying diligent on that. Like, I literally track my expenses in the last seven days that lead up to the uh, final day of filing your taxes.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. My biggest um, uh, advantage there is that I use my business credit card for absolutely Everything. Everything. Absolutely right. mm-hmm. yeah. everything. We do have Kevin back. Jeez, Kevin what, is
3: back. What a pain in the ass technology is. <laughs> Giant pain in the ass. <laughs> there you go. Technology just uh, moved up in the. Uh, the, the total-
2: I, yeah. Right. Did I miss anything? Exactly. Did
3: I, Did I miss the Jello?
1: <laughs> no. No. We,
3: we sat missed, here. In, we sat made, here in total silence. You we missed
2: the biggest knowledge bomb ever. You know. Just saying. No, we, we were still talking about invoicing and tracking expenses. But, yeah, my my business credit card I use for absolutely everything. And because I have that integrated into my Wave apps, like, it tracks all of that stuff for me. So all I have to do nice. is just make sure that it, it, you know, I just make sure it's categorized correctly. My reconciliation of my books at the end of the month is complete garbage. <laughs> and my accountant oh, yeah. has told me that. So that is a giant pain in the ass. My accounting, I have... I have a wonderful accountant, but um, I don't know that he's an entertainment accountant. And I think that would give me a little bit of a competitive advantage for my business just because I'm wondering how many of my expenses he knows about, like, how many of my— purchases and expenses and things like that are actually tax-deductible as a creative. but
1: Right, they're having that versatile knowledge, that sort of um, embedded knowledge of the business itself. Like, my yeah. accountant's the same way. He doesn't know much about what I do. I have to educate him uh, in order for him to educate me back. So his information is only as good as the information he's getting from me.
4: That's kind of my experience, too. I have the best accountant because he says, use my business bank account card for everything and then what i do is go here Oh,
1: you let him log in and he does it all
4: that's the exchange of information you're like and then i need to learn back i'm like i don't need to learn i have enough here this is why i'm paying you i'll try to explain things to me i said do you understand it he said well of course i understand it and then why are we having this conversation yeah and we're yeah, we're
1: good. It makes my head hurt. That's all that matters, right?
2: <laughs> that's get worthy. But I want to understand it, just on the off chance that you know anything happens. I I need to I need to know it a little bit. I need to. I don't need to know it in depth. I need to know it enough because I feel like for me, I guess that's partly my own control issues and partly just so that I'm not giving him more work right and then getting charged more so i'm trying to save myself money when i can but i'm with you i mean i do everything now on the business account which is you know on my business credit card which helped (laughs) yeah but i set up my books poorly so like my wave apps has all kinds of extra accounts that i don't need and my accountant actually said to me this time he's like do you need someone to help you with bookkeeping (laughs) i'm thinking about adding this to my um to, to, you know, my services for certain of my clients. And, and I think, you know, there were certain clients who could benefit from this and well, you were kind of at the top of that list. And I was like, wow,
1: that's gentle.
4: (laughs) That's why you get charged more. And look at all that time. It took that person to say that you need an accountant that says, Jen, no, we're going to do this. No, but see, I'm, I, Oh, no, he my, was being nice. I, my accountant's from Boston. He was being friendly. He's, he's a Harvard professor, and he just calls me and he says, Jen, n- no. And and I say, okay, <laughs> here. And, but that but no, this right. speaks to the kind of arrangement <laughs> that, that I need. So everybody has their own things because I screwed yes. it
1: up. I screwed
4: it up for a really long time.
1: I'm not an accountant. Because
4: of my control right? issues and this and that. And apparently when I control things, it just means that I look at them. <laughs> They're mine. And I look at them. I may not do shit with it, but here it is. It's all mine. And it caught up with me. And so learning to delegate and let certain things go really helps avoid certain pains in the ass. Oh, yeah. yeah I, 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 mean, I, like,
1: I like to be able to put my trust in in a, a, a proven professional. Like, I. Uh, uh, I'm a voice actor. I'm not going to give my accountant accounting advice and I'm not going to take acting advice from him. But, you know, I I appreciate (laughs) the fact that he can come to me and say, look, Junior, this is how it works. Get your head out of your ass. This is what we're going to do. And he does that to an extent. But I just like, you know, just like you were saying, I think if we had if I had an entertainment account, if I had someone who was proven in the industry, then they would be even more direct and more straightforward with me and put me on a more focused path like which and that's what i respond well to don't i 21 years in corporate america Mm -hmm. listening to people try to not say what they're really thinking the number one thing i love and respect about communicating with people in our business is they don't do that you stay they all say exactly what they're thinking it might not always make sense especially in specs but nobody in voiceover plays that game of guarding their words and their actions, or plays that game of trying to say what they really mean and think without really saying it. And, you know, like, that to me was the biggest pain in the ass about being in corporate America, was that it, all of the communication, especially working for a communications company, it just went out the window. It's a bunch of people trying to say what they mean in all different words. None of them get their point across. None of them understand what the other point coming at them is, and nobody goes anywhere.
4: do
3: well, guys, we, th- we thank you so much for your time before we get wrapped up, because we-, we could talk about this all day long, the-, the big pains in the ass. But I wanted to kind of uh, end on a positive note when we deal with these pains in the ass that we deal with, like I, I consider auditions at times pains in the ass. But, you know, we've got to grind them out like you've got to embrace the suck, that kind of thing. Bridget, we'll start with you. How do you get through that? How do you get past that? How do you get through the annoyance and put yourself in a better frame of mind? With dealing with all this with, stuff we do, with. Uh,
2: with With like auditions, all of it, yeah. all the de- dealing with all the, you know, all of it. It's, it. I find a, I have a couple of key things. Um, I've got an amazing family and I can go to them for anything, anytime. I've got an incredible support system in that sense. Uh, I do know how to delegate, I have a phenomenal, phenomenal editor. Lynn Norris and um, an incredible assistant, uh, Miranda Ellis, and and the two of them just help me keep flowing and going. And and you know, I'm I'm not afraid to be you know the person who says, "Hey, I need a little bit of help. I need a little bit of assistance." And you know, I think the the third thing that I have is um, with Jen and um, and and a few a couple of others. Um, we have a, a place a within Facebook our little sock drawer, which is where we can go to vent to one another about all manner of things. And I think having people around you that, you know, when you when it gets to be too much or you're unsure about something or you're, you know, feeling, you know, funky or, or whatever the case may be, or you have something you want to celebrate, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like crap and I need somebody to lift me up. It could be like, I'm having a great day. Oh my gosh, this is hilarious. And let me share this. Having those people that you can go to. You know, like I, I I, can't say the amount of times that, you know, I don't, you know, that I that I talk to uh, to Jen or or Lynn or Kayla, you know, it and, and the sock drawer just, you know, gets we get keep each other laughing and flowing and going. And I think just having that support system and just knowing, you know, that that whatever's whatever's happening, it's yeah. temporary. It's all temporary. I have I've. I've talked about this in, in some classes that I've taught that any emotional state has been scientifically proven to only last for about 90 seconds. So whatever you're feeling now, 90 seconds, you're probably not going to be feeling the same emotional state. And I think that just helps. Yeah,
3: so true. True that. True that. I just go to the beach. Jen, are you the same just way? just go to the beach. I, oh. I think yeah, I, I really am.
2: I'm
4: super, super self-accountable. And... I think a lot of that is control mechanism as well because as long as I own something where it might sound like I'm joking when I say I'm I I create all of my own pains in the ass. I mean I, I never look at auditioning as a pain in the ass because for me that's just an opportunity and without those opportunities I don't do other things and so forth and so on so if I mm-hmm. if I have a stack of auditions I have to figure it out, you know, and and make it happen whether it's uh, five o'clock in the morning. I was submitting and doing a thing for a place, and once I, you know, scrubbed off my Harvey Feierstein voice, <laughs> and so you just you just make certain things happen, um, and stay staying forward looking and being super accountable in telling myself that, okay, this thing's a pain in the ass. This thing's a pain in the ass am I'm, I'm accountable for the state that it is in whatever it is and that it at least affords me the choice it, it affords me the opportunity to change something that might make it less of a pain in the ass um I I have paid lawn crews before um. When I have a session coming up, or I have something to to come out, you know, a little nudge, nudge, wink, wink. What time do you guys need to go to lunch? You know, and, and I'll buy them lunch, or or know. a six pack works too. right? Yeah, well, no, you know what? Yep. No, I, we had I have to go to the packy to do that. Yeah, and that's right. Just two trips, so you know. Can I just give you twenty five bucks and you can get a lot of beer?
2: Um. So it's just that's why you always keep wine and beer in your house. I'm just saying. You know, it's it's thinking or ahead of time. thinking I, I, smarter. I
4: don't and, keep wine and beer know. in my house because all I got to do is think about other times. So, so...
2: <laughs>
4: I don't think I, I...
2: Or you'll never scrub off that Harvey Weinstein no, voice.
4: Firestein. Firestein, not Weinstein.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Firestein.
4: <laughs> That's...
2: Wow, that is a
4: That's great! Oh my wow. That's my um, Kevin, Bobby, I'm sorry that Bridget just turned uh, your podcast into a really, <laughs> to, so to a really weird <laughs> one-time one at band <laughs> camp story. There,
1: there's something oh you don't hear
4: <laughs> I mean, oh,
1: talk about man. your voiceover
2: pain in the asses. Giant pain in the
0: ass. Steve, how about you?
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a big follower of a, a doctrine I learned many years ago, and it goes, mood follows behavior. Yep. You're not always in the mood to do a certain task, whether it's audition or record the job or do the billing or the expenses, but your mood follows. You, you never get in the mood to go run your 5K. You go run your 5K, and then mm-hmm. you start to love it. The mood follows the behavior. So when there are times when, you know, the fatherhood frustration or especially in the in the past year and change, when other frustrations creep in and they start to bring a cloud over your focus and your job, I I remember that. I go to that. I have it written up on my wall and I look at it. And it causes me to it triggers a process I go through where I take a look around and I take a quick inventory. I look at my studio, I look at my booth, I look at a picture of my child, I look at my equipment, I look at my client roster, and I say, you know, 10, 11 years ago, I was working a job that I hated, in a city, in a state that I hated. I was miserable and I wanted to die. And I told my wife that I absolutely positively have to be a professional working actor. It's the only thing in the world that's going to make me happy. And when I do that inventory, I can manually nice. shift my mood. And that's the behavior that I use to get back into work mode, no matter how bad it is. I I shift that focus and I look around and I say, "Hey, I'm I'm 10 years down the road on that goal already. This is where I am. I'm looking at the stuff. It's right here. I did it. I'm doing it." Mm-hmm. And then I look at the list of auditions and I say, "Right there is next week's paycheck. Is yes. next week next month's rent. And if I don't go get it, someone else is going to pay it to their landlord or or whatever whatever it is." So, it all comes circles back to mood follows behavior. You know, and after I kind of go through that process and I look at the wall and I read the words and I look at the inbox, I then put on a couple of really loud fish songs and yeah, I dance yeah, my fat ass off for fifteen <laughs> minutes and I get myself into the most happiest, psyched up mood you possibly can. I get my dance on, my groove and my funk on, and then
3: Steve is a happy guy yep. at the microphone. That's awesome. Steve, uh tell everybody, you know, that would like to check out Uh, your stuff, more possible bookings or auditions, how can they uh, see more of you, Steve? Uh, Well, you can go to stevesarrow.com.
1: Check me out there. You can find links to all of my social media platforms there as well. Uh, My phone number, my email, the size of my underwear, my Amazon wish list. It's all (laughs) up there.
3: Perfection.
1: Uh, (laughs) I am am accessible, as we like to say. What about you,
3: Jen?
4: Uh, Jen Jenhenrycreatives.com. Two ends. JenHenryCreatives.com. There you can also find uh, a lot of videos of work,
2: uh, uh, Steve's underwear size,
4: and (laughs) my, my social media links
3: as well. And Bridget.
2: Well, as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I will be adding Steve's underwear size to my website and my, you know, my link tree for everyone. There you have it. But uh, you can find me at realvoices, that's R-E-A-L-E, com, And uh, everywhere else on all social media, I am Real Voices all over the place.
0: Oh, so
4: Excellent. great to have you guys!
1: Should I have spelled my name too? It's like Zorro, but with an A. Z A R R O. Perfect. I don't know if that matters. Zorro oh, with in. an
4: A. Z. Um, my Listen, brain went Z O R R
1: A. I grew up in the '80s. I grew up in the '80s, and a movie came out called Zorro the Gay Blade in 1982, <laughs> oh, sure. and I have yet to hear the uh. end of it. <laughs>
3: Well, Bridget, Jen, and Steve, thanks so much for being on the Middle Class VO podcast today. You have shed a lot of insight on uh, our world, uh, the pains in the ass that are our world, and a lot of people are going to learn from it. And we, we really appreciate your time. Well, thanks hope guys. so Thank Hopefully, you. we have not that become blab.
2: the VO pains in the ass on exactly. the episode. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> I feel like we
1: have. Like, Never. <laughs> Never. We'll, we gotta, we'll check Facebook in a couple of days and see if they're call us the curmudgeon. <laughs> yeah, course. right. It will,
4: it will certainly tell us if we are. There
3: uh, you
1: go. We'll see, we'll see what the JV and the varsity.
3: <laughs> <have to say. laughs> absolutely. Yes. We are the varsity. We are yes. the varsity. That's right. The upperclassmen, the lettermen and women. I'm uh, the water absolutely. boy.
2: The upperclassmen. Uh, well, thanks classmen. so
3: much, guys. And, and let's do this again, okay? Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you thanks so for having much. Me. Anytime. Take it easy, everybody.
0: Bye. The Middle Class VO Podcast is a K2 Media Productions production.
1: All views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests. The McVob Jingle was written and produced by Kevin.
0: Co-produced and performed by Chloe Dolandis.
3: Additional engineering by Zach Zimmet.
0: Bobby's hair and makeup by Rebecca Adlita.
3: Kevin's wardrobe by Slippery Pete's
1: Fashion Emporium.
0: All previous episodes are available for download on Podbean.
1: For the Middle Class VO Podcast, I'm Tracy Thibodeau.
0: I'm Lisa Lou Perry. Thanks for listening. And don't miss the next episode of the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast.